podcasting caught fire. One thing about podcasting is pretty special is you can listen to what you want to listen to where you want to listen to it for free. For me, it's all about paying it forward. I can give value to other people. I can give up three hours a month to be a guest on other people's shows and just give value. What's up, brother? Hello, John. How are you? You know, Puerto Rico's sun is shining. Our birds are singing. Life is good. That is freaking beautiful. How many of these back-to-back sort of um, podcasts are you doing today? Uh, 11. Wow, that's crazy. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. So I really, really appreciate your time today. I'm really, really excited to have you on. Like I followed the podcast and insane. You've been doing this for 10 years. Uh, my goal today is to go through seven questions. Got it. I love them all. Beautiful. I guess we'll jump straight into it. I really appreciate your time, John. Um, question one is, I know you get like 400 inbound applications per month. Um, do you do outbound anymore? If so, what's your outbound process? Like any tips or getting big guests like Gary V, Tim Ferriss, Tony Robbins? So I would say we do right now about 3% outbounds. Every now and then I'm seeing somebody who had just written a book, launched a course, has some kind of project happening. And I'm just like, I want to have a deep conversation with that person, you know, especially if it's kind of like time sensitive where like chat GPT four or something. And this person just like wrote a book about it or just became like the kind of go-to expert on that topic. And I want to have somebody on my show that really knows that topic is going to be able to do a deep dive and do fire nation justice. And so when that happens, I reach out and I'm very specific. I'm like, you know, listen, I want to have you on Entrepreneurs on Fire because you are, in my opinion, from what I can gather, the expert on this topic. And my audience, for any number of reasons, needs information, needs intel, needs strategies and tactics on this topic. We get over 2.3 million listens every single month. We've done over 3,800 episodes to date. We've been rocking since 2012. I've had on all of these amazing guests, and I'll list some of the people that you've already mentioned. Would you join me for a 20-minute conversation, audio only, on this topic that you're an expert in? And because I make it so simple, and I give all of that uh, credibility leading up to it, usually it's a very easy yes for that person. It's just figuring out the time and the place. That's beautiful. Question two, I know you said podcasting is currently really hot. Do you see it being hot for the next 50 years? If not, have you done anything to diversify for that potential change? So when I launched back in 2012, I was like, you know, I really hope podcasting catches fire. And sure enough, after a few years, you know, 2014, 2015, you could officially say that podcasting caught fire. And I will say for like the past six or seven years since that uh, day, it's it's really maintained that inferno because it just has made sense for a lot of people. Because one thing about podcasting is pretty special is you can listen to what you want to listen to, where you want to listen to it for free. So it's just like this really good value proposition. You're going to go take a run? Well, do you want to take a run and learn about the best running techniques? Well, there's a podcast about that. Do you want to go for a bike ride and lose yourself and you know a podcast that talks about medieval history? Well, there's a topic about that. So Podcasting is really giving people who are doing other things an opportunity to consume great content. And so while, you know, there's always things that are going to be changing when it comes to TikTok and YouTube shorts and Instagram and fill in the blank on all these different things, what is really going to replace 
audio only? Like what replaces audio only? Like if you're again, going for a run, walking your dog, driving in the car, and you have to maintain your focus on something, there's only so much you can be doing consuming content. You can't be reading. You can't be watching a video if you're the person driving, <laughs> but what you can be doing is listening to audio. So I don't know if podcasting as it, as we currently know it in its name and form is going to be on fire for 50 years, but something very similar to it, if not still podcasting, will still be around for a long time, in my opinion. Super cool. Question three. I love podcasting because it allows me to reach and learn from amazing people like you, John. Have you seen any pain or problem that has not been solved yet when it comes to the interviewing amazing people space? No, I haven't. And I think that's one of the problems with the interviewing space is that, you know, when people are just starting a podcast, I always ask them, what are you going to do that's different? Like when you have X, Y, or Z person on your show, how are you going to make that show different, that show unique, so that they don't say, oh, John Lee Doom was, was interviewed again. He was asked the same questions again. And of course, I can only give the same answers to the same questions again. And it just is kind of this repetitive thing that happens all over again. So I think it's really difficult. It's really challenging to stand out in the podcast interview game. I actually recommend a lot of people go into the uh, solo podcast where they're just them, a microphone, and they're dropping amazing value into the microphone about a topic that they are a real expert in that's a void in the marketplace and that they are creating the number one solution to real problems with. That's where I really kind of point people in that direction because otherwise it's just tough to get any traction. Got it. Okay. Question four. Um, I know you film all your podcasts in one day each week. Um, what do you do with the remaining six days you have? Like what's the current one big problem slash pain that you're focused on solving at this moment? Living till I'm 140 years old. I mean, I say that kind of joking, but at the same time, like I spend a lot of my free time focused on health, focused on wellness, exercising, eating right, learning more about nutrition, learning more about exercise, learning more about longevity, all of that stuff. So I really spend a lot of my time doing that. Um, I travel a lot, so that takes up a lot of my time as well. Um, and also I've actually taken up a new little hobby where I'm sitting by my pool and I got my laptop on my lap and I'm trading stock options. Like this is something I never thought I'd get into, but I had a guest on about six months ago he talked about it. He, his, that's what his business is. And so I took his course. I took his webinar. I went, I'm like, this is really interesting stuff. It kind of allows me to sit by the pool, you know, um, kind of follow rules because it's very rule-based and learn something new because it's like learning a new language. That's what I love about it. So it's challenging. It's difficult. And it might be something in six months I'm tired of. But uh, right now it's uh, it's taking up some time and, and I'm enjoying it. Beautiful. Question five. So back in 2021 i was sort of filming daily e-commerce videos for the last three years things were great i was getting hot inbound leads by pro for my program things are working so i wanted to get to the next level so i started to spend a year trying to crack cold traffic building a sales team you know i thought i didn't have a real business but if i only relied on youtube leads um, so i wanted to film content i was more passionate about as well um, so I started filming content on travel mindset, book review videos, because it became a chore to film more e-commerce related content after 900 videos. And then what happened was my business just slowly crumbled over the course of two years. Now starting in 2023, I'm finally back on that focus grind, finally being able to see the drawn out mistake I've made for the last two years. You have been doing the same consistent thing 
for 10 years without change, without burnout, without boredom, without the want to hire someone to take your place. Any tips on how I could prevent future Andy from wanting to change, pivot, scale, automate when I get back to my comfortable winning formula? You just have to understand what works. And for me, what works is if I was doing one interview every day, I would not have lasted 10 and a half years. But because I created a system that works, which is one day a week, it's go time. I have my eight interviews lined up in one day in my studio, and I can make that happen because I know that's one day a week. That's my Super Bowl. I show up every Thursday for that and I just make it happen and I bring the energy and I bring the value and then I'm done. And then my team does the rest. So I never even come close to burnouts or wanting to change things up because it's just working so well because I've created the right systems and automation. So that's what I would kind of suggest is whenever you're starting to feel like you might be getting burned out, it's because you don't have the right systems. You don't have the right team in place. So that should be, that should have been more of a focal point earlier on for you. And then also just recognizing the fact that, hey, I worked real hard to get the pedal to the metal and to really have my business humming along. I have to understand that if I do ease off off that pedal, other people aren't and they're going to zoom by me. And just because I'm able to press back down on that pedal does not mean I'm going to be able to get back to where I am. I might have lost my place in line and sometimes that can be unattainable to get back. So I just recognize that you know, I was really excited to get to the level that I was in the business podcasting space. I don't want to give up my place in line. I'm really aware of what could happen if I do that. That's beautiful. Question six. Right now, I'm, you know, focus on my main business. You know, focus on that. My hourly rate would be, say, $300 an hour. Now, I'm three years into the podcasting game, losing $500 to $1,000 each month. So it's not that bad. I was thinking of hiring a VA to build and maintain a sponsorship outreach process. Would maintaining an outreach process take less than three or four hours each month, especially when you have a smaller show where it's harder to get sponsors? If it is, then it's probably worth my time looking into. If not, I'll just focus on my main business and keep taking the loss for the next three to four years and hopefully inbound opportunities for sponsorships will come. It's not worth it. You've got to be a fairly decent size to large show to have sponsorships work. And then even then, it's tough. What you should be doing right now instead is saying, what are the best revenue drivers in my business right now? What are the products, the services, the coaching, the mastermind, whatever it might be? What are the revenue streams that are really working for me right now? And then that should become the sponsorship of your show. That's what you should be driving people towards. These are your listeners. Don't give your listeners away what's for what's going to be pennies on the dollar, driving them to some sponsor that's going to pay you, again, very, very little, and then probably not be happy with their return on investment, even with that, because of the size of the show, and they'll be gone. And then you'll spend all this time, energy, and effort with your VA, getting them, locking them in, getting the sponsorship reads and, and inserting them and all this stuff when you could have just been keeping everything insular, everything inwardly focused and making you you better, your core business better and driving your listeners and keeping them to your leads, to your lead magnets and to your products, to your services, um, to whatever revenue streams you have. That's an amazing tip. I'm going to implement that at the end of this video. Um, last question. As big as you are, John, you're still doing other people's show like doing mine. You talked about how this is an amazing way to grow your podcast. With the growth of a podcast from, let's say, 10,000 listeners to 11,000 monthly downloads, have an impact on my guest's invite acceptance percentage if my goal is to interview more amazing people? If so, would it be worth hiring a VA to build and maintain a sort of 
um, outreach process for me to appear on other people's show and sort of putting time aside to show up? No, that wouldn't make an impact. That wouldn't have um, really any kind of a moving of the needle. Um, somebody's not going to care if you have 10,000 or 11,000 or 20,000. They're going to want to know that you're a good size show, but it never gets down to that granular number. For me, it's it's all about paying it forward. Like when I first started, people you know, came on my show even before I launched that I was so thankful for. And I said, you know, if I ever get to the place where you know, I'm in a position where I can, you know, come on and give value to other people who are, you know, creating these shows like yourself. And just as importantly to anybody who might be listening to this, I want to do that. I'm happy to do that, but I make it in a very manageable way. What do I do? I have one day per month where I have a block of like three hours where I'm back to back. Every interview is capped at 15 minutes and I just max it out and we have a great time. And as you can tell, you can get a lot done in 15 minutes. You can, you can have a great conversation in 15 minutes, just like we have today. And that allows me to say yes to almost everybody. Whereas a lot of my peers just don't do any interviews on other shows because they're not willing to put in those, those time requirements because they might feel bad about it. So they say no instead because they don't want to be on an interview for 45 minutes for an hour for just one show. And I'm like, well, I can be on four shows in an hour and that's very valuable because one of those shows might end up blowing up. Maybe two of them do, maybe none of them do. But at the same time, like for me, I can give up three hours a month on a very consistent block to be a guest on other people's shows and just give value. Thank you so much for your time, John. I really appreciate it. I'm going to link all your socials below. I just want to say I really appreciate your time. I'm pretty nervous because I could tell you're like an expert in the space and I could just feel through the camera that you've been doing this for literally 10 years and it's like amazing. Like I could feel the difference in level. So I'm definitely really nervous, but I appreciate your passion. I could see that you're so real and raw. You've given so many value. You've answered, you shot down all my questions really quickly with just real answers that I was not expecting. So I want to thank you for your time. And I just love your passion and how you're so focused on giving value. Thanks brother. It was a joy to hang out today. Take care. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate your time. This is another episode of the podcast. I really, really appreciate your time. If you've made it this far, please let me know your thoughts. Drop me a comment. Drop me a review on Spotify and Apple. I've been reading every single review. Please let me know your thoughts. I really want to get your feedback. And yeah, this was a cool short episode. I learned so much. And yeah, thanks so much for your time. Peace. Hey guys, if you're looking to learn how to make money online and you want to build your own e-commerce business, please message me on Instagram at AndyQMai. I've been helping a lot of people out completely for free. Just send me a message and let me know what you're trying to achieve because I've been helping hundreds of people over the last five years learn how to build their own online business so they'll be able to achieve financial freedom, location freedom, they'll be able to work at home and basically make money online doing and selling things they love. Just like we've learned from today's episode with John, having your own online business that allows you to work all over the world is very very fruitful so if that's something you're interested in send me a message at Andy Kumai because I'd love to help you out in any way possible hope you guys enjoy today's episode with John peace